the Music Profit, where I talk to just emerging and up and coming artists, hip hop artists, indie artists, folk. The world champion of beatboxing was on at one point. That was dope. And uh, I'm stoked that you're on. So why don't you tell everyone watching who you are and then we'll just kind of like go around the around the squares. I was going to say around the table, but like it's, it's, it's a square. It's a rectangle. So whoever wants to jump in. Uh, Black Christ, uh, a.k.a. Savvy. Yeah, I was going to make up a funny name, but I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> You're going to try to like go like all JPEG Mafia on it? Yeah. It has like three nicknames every time, every interview. Facts, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. Morgan Freeman? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because what if his was like the white Morgan Freeman? <laughs> oh, for real? Imagine, imagine being white with all those moles. Oh, man. That Morgan got. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next person, next person. Um, Trey the Artist. Hey guys, I'm Kelly. Uh, Malachi, uh, Golden Boy, whatever. Uh, yeah. I, I knew you was going to say Golden Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Malachi, Golden Boy. White Morgan Freeman. Yeah, RJ Chase. Sweet. Uh, I think the first... Well, the thing that actually, like, when people listen to this, I think the first thing that actually stands out is how it all blends together. Like, you can hear all the different styles of rap and it blends so smoothly, which I really liked. Because then, like, when you had to sing on top of it from, like, from you, Kelly, like, it's just, like, it all it blends. So I'm curious, like, when you guys were in the studio doing it, was that, was that easy to kind of just, like, flow and vibe with each other? Yes, it's easy to flow because Corona, coronavirus, and like nobody was like fully in the stew together. So like they would just like send me verses and um, just be like, hey, yeah, like I I actually would go to them and be like, hey, yeah, rap over this like metronome or rap over this uh, like small part of a base of a beat that I have and stuff like that. And then it would like build and it's all coming from my brain pretty much so that's probably why it sounds like a particular way in like a a certain groove um yeah just like corona fucked it up like we can't be in the studio all together we probably could but niggas nah um but yeah. yeah corona just fucked it up and i mean it it like forced me to be more creative and be like oh what would this person do if they were in there or if this person has a verse or whatever i'm gonna do ad libs over shit that they do and things like that. So, yeah, because I, I curated the entire thing. Um, like some songs, they didn't even know that like they were becoming songs. I just hit up Trey and be like, yo, we'll rap over this. And then, you know, it would just happen like a, like a quick little, it could be like a stupid idea and it would end up becoming like insanely crazy. So. Which is, bro, which I made, is made a million masterpieces like that. That would be hard then to actually go through everything and have to get rid of stuff because then, especially like if you had a really good verse, but the beat just wasn't it and you have to get rid of it just for that. Yeah, sometimes I I, 
Oh, uh, I was gonna say I I put a hundred percent of my trust in Savvy. I could give him anything. I can get. I could just go. Uh, 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 he's gonna make a beat, and it's gonna be fire. Yeah, I think. Um, like recently, I've been thinking about like an analogy that just makes like music easier. It's just like, yeah, uh, the the body and everything. Uh, the body, the human body, is literally just the lyrics, and then the beat should like be a big ass Versace coat, you know, or a Gucci coat, or it should just be a, a designer coat that keeps you warm and it sits, like it just keeps you, it just like, you know, holds you. And it's like, that makes so much sense. So it's like, if I have lyrics or whatever that, that don't fit this coat, then, oh, I need to make something else that, that fits that realm or fits that coat. Um, I yeah. like that. And actually I noticed like you you were kind of feeling that, Kelly. That that metaphor. Maybe just a little bit. I mean it's relatable because I feel like especially working with Savvy, it's been interesting because my I guess Forte is definitely more on the lyrics. I feel like I'm more of a singer-songwriter. So it's been really interesting to work with him because he works in like an opposite way, whereas he comes at it from a production side first instead of lyrics. And I come at it from like lyric story, et cetera, and then that. So that has been really um, interesting. And I see that a lot. And so we kind of are always trying on different coats and like patterns and things to kind of see like what fits. Yeah, you're right. Because I mean, especially when it comes to like singing versus hip hop, even there is that weird, there is that, like that opposite approach to it. That like, I mean, I found the same when I've like, when I switch between writing for di- like the different styles, it is, it is a weird like brain switch, I guess. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like left brain, right brain kind of like coming together for sure. And, um, yeah, no, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, um, like the way my brain works is like, Mostly, it's like if I hear a sound or whatever, it would remind me of like a time in my life or something, or just like a random a random memory that I didn't know that I knew. So um, I think that's why having the beat preference, having the beat first, is kind of like, oh shit, I'm gonna build this atmosphere type of thing. Um, I feel like it's always just so hard, like writing lyrics first for some reason, but I don't know. Well, it is. I mean, it's different, right? Like, I don't know whether. Like, is, do you have the same approach, Malachi? Like, do you have the same, like, do you attack hip-hop, like, writing lyrics the same way? Like, like the beat just creates the vibe for you? Um, yeah, I mean, personally, like, it's very hard for me to write, like, with no beat in mind or, like, no tempo in mind, at least. Uh, I think it's, it's an easier way to block me because I'm like, okay... I could write, I could write a verse. I could, you know, like rap is poetry. You could write, but like someone could, give, someone could give you like Savvy could give me a beat and I can try to take what I wrote and I'll be like, oh wait, like there's too many words or there's not enough words. Or I'm like, wait, the flow, it doesn't match. So a lot of times, like I prefer to like get the beat first or hear the beat first and then I'll write. Um, but that's just me. Like I just, and also just like, I don't know, the beat kind of dictates my cadence on like on the song so like if it's like a beat where i'm like oh the bass is crazy like i want to like say some wild stuff or like sound a little more like or or if it's like a sadder you know like a slower tempo maybe i'll like you know 
my voice might be pitched a little lower. I don't know. It depends on the feeling, I guess. Yeah, man. Because especially like when it comes to like, there's some artists where they like their lyrics are a whole separate rhythm than everything else. Like they get kind of like they clash, but in the right way. Then there's other times where it's true. Like you can hear that they're like, especially like in your case, and especially where just one of those things where like you just hear a certain part of the beat and you know that you just want to go off on that one spot and then just slow the cadence down right away. Yeah. Like when, when Savvy sent me golden, the, the beat for golden boy, like I heard the beat and I was like, I was like, Whoa, this is sounds like something where like, I want to have like an anthem type of like a, like a call and response type of type of feel. Like, like, it, like you like, I don't know, like half of us are dancers here. And like, when you hear a song and, you're, and you just move to it, you know, like you just, that the feeling you get, you know, it's like that kind of thing. Just like, it just clicks sometimes. I mean, that's kind of interesting. Like if you want to, if you guys want to jump in on that, because I think that's something that, well, obviously it's part of, like it's a normal part of hip hop culture is the dancing, obviously. Yeah. But I don't know like whether, I don't know whether people actually really consider that when they think of a song being made, you know? Yeah, I think um, just like, I'm not even thinking in the terms of like the origins of hip hop, but like, like low key, like hip hop was made for like parties and shit, you know? So it's like usually when we make shit, like it, it sounds stupid, but I, I, when I'm making a beat and I'm like, oh, this is specifically for a party or specific, specifically for a concert or some shit. I literally turn on the metronome and I'm like, I'm like moving my arms around. I'm like, okay, would this work for whatever? Like, like our song Latino. I'm like, okay, I, I chose a BPM. That's the first beat I ever made like that. And I'm just like, yo, I chose a BPM. I moved my arms. I'm like, how energetic does this sound? You know, like, does this make somebody want to move? And it's not necessarily having like a whole jam-packed fucking session of chords and mad weird shit, like weird music shit. Like at a certain point, you gotta be like, okay, this has to like be listenable to a human, not just like a musician. So, and and usually when our music is played, it's like at a concert or, or things like that, so. Do you wanna jump uh, in on that, RJ? You playing you playing PS4. Guaranteed. Well what about, what about you, Trey? Because I mean, what like your lyric, like especially your style, it's really lyrical. It really is it's sort of like I found that it stood out on the album just because of the way that you're you can tell that you're really specific and careful about your cadence. Mm. And syllables especially. So like when it comes like deep even though like you can tell you it is like it's it's almost like it fits a dance like you want it to, yeah. to dance with but i don't know i mean i dance to my music so i i just feel like i i just make dancing music because i want other people to dance when they hear my music so definitely and um like lyrics wise i'm definitely very careful you can ask them i'm always in the i'm always like if i don't get a a line correct, I'm like, ah, and the mic to see what whatever could come afterwards, like to see if it fit. And sometimes that's just how some of my best verses come out. Like I just I mess up on a line and something else clicks and comes in. And I end up replacing that line and it's better than the line I wrote before. 
So there must yeah. be some stories there because I mean, two two out of three people listening start laughing. So like, there's got to be a there's got to be something there that. Go ahead, say something. What y'all laughing at? Because they okay, they so know. There was this one th- <laughs> okay, so this one time, I really tried to get this on video, but I failed really badly. Um, he was poor thing. He was really trying to like get this one verse down, and he just kept messing up so hard, and it just sounded so whack. And I was like, sweetie, sweetie, like let's just practice. Like let's just. <laughs> but it's okay, you know. He got it. It just um, it was really freaking funny because every time he's like, and I'm like. Trey, are you good? Like, do, do you need a break? Do you need some water? Um, it was just really funny. Um, it took him, like, 15 minutes to get that one verse. Anyways, okay, I'm done. I mean, those, like, I got it those done, I got it done though. <laughs> well, no, that, that's actually, like, that's kind of interesting, though, because, like, I'm kind of curious then. Or, like, I mean, people probably listening, too, they're probably like, oh, like, that happens, like, every once in a while, right? Like, it's, you don't really screw up that much when you record, but, like, it's not I, like that's not true, right? You do, nah. Cause that's I right, listen. What happened that day was I wrote I wrote down something, but I, I wasn't listening to the beat. I just wrote it. Think like how I remembered the beat. Then when the beat came on, I messed it up. So I had to like shift syllables around, take out words. That's what I was like doing. But I do that during the recording process. I don't like to like listen to the beat too much when I'm like writing. I yeah. kind of like to think off my head. That's how I get my different like flows and stuff. Yeah, and I, and I feel like that's a myth even for hip hop. Like it's something that I've heard like in, in a few other hip hop interviews, I hear the same thing where like, it's a, it's, it's a weird like, yeah, myth in like, in hip hop music especially that all it takes is like a couple listens to the beat and they just have the lyrics down and they're gold. But I feel like yeah, the, definitely. like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I feel like in general, the odds of you being able to get a verse or a course or anything done in, like, the first take is, like, really rare. So, like, in general, it's just super normal. It's really no biggie. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, um, I've noticed that, like, going back to that human quality type thing, like, if you listen to any of, like, the new newish songs that I put out, it's like you can hear me like in the back, just like cursing. I'm like fuck, like like fuck. This verse is wrong as fuck. But the way that I messed up was like kind of cool. It's like a happy accident, um, and I feel like that is uh, what makes it art when it's not just so planned. And it's just like oh shit, me me responding to me fucking up was like an actual genuine human emotion, human uh, reaction. And that that sometimes uh, reads well, reads better than a planned first, you know. And it's almost like it's it's almost like a thing that works really well with collectives too. Honestly, yeah, just add like texture and layers to who we are. And our whole message is like, we just want people to be creative as fuck. And I feel like keeping in mistakes or whatever is. As to the creative part of it. Well, yeah, because I mean, music, I mean, most of you have been doing it for years and years, like with the exception of um, Black Christ, who's like, you've been, it's been a while. They've been making beats and making music, but even like for the rest of you, like every, all everyone has done a ton. 
And so, like, it's... Loki started Loki, like, like, two years ago? Two or three years ago? Like, not even, like... I don't know. Yeah, I just started. I just, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know what else I was going to say. <laughs> well, actually, no, that's interesting. So, like, that kind of, that kind of leads to, like, that is actually a good point. Like, when did everyone start actually taking music serious? Like, starting to really say, like, all right, I can, I can do this. Why not? Right, I'll go first. Everybody shot. Um, so it started probably like sixth grade where I had found like an interest in music because I'm a I'm an artist like at heart I like to draw and do other stuff you know. Then I started doing like poetry in school, top of the class. I always used to get the best grade. So then I turned my poetry into like I put like music behind the poetry. And at first I used to talk about when I first started rapping I started to talk about like living with my mom, I ain't really like it. That's what most of my music is about, or like heartbreak, little dumb, you know, little dumb things that I'm going through in life. And then that's how it turned into like music, music now. Now I like to make music for other people to hear. Before it was kind of like my little journal entries. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's where, it's, it's where it starts, right? What about you, RJ? I've probably been doing music the longest. Um, I grew up in church, so I was always playing music. I started playing drums when I was younger. And then, like Trey, I was in the art, too. I started doing visual art around like middle school. And then at the same time, me and him were in the same class. So in the sixth grade, I started writing raps. It was like me and him and a couple of friends of ours. We started writing raps. Um, that's what I really got more into hip hop. Like that's where my love for it really came from around that time. And then I started playing keys in the eighth grade, I wanna say, like eighth, ninth grade, and then I started producing. Uh I learned how to use Fruity Loops probably 2016, 2017. So that's when I really just started like making beats and then Trey would be at my house, I would be at his house and then we would use Fruity Loops. We had this program called Mixcraft that we started with too, making beats, doing samples, learning how to do everything from there. Well, yeah, and Mixcraft, like that was like the OG soft, like software for it too. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, the, it was the easiest to use. I think besides Fruity Loops, it's like my second favorite and nobody really uses it anymore, but it's so simple, it's so easy to use. You don't have to do much. Everything is like right there. It's like a really good foundation, so. Yo, fun fact, Amigos, um, you started off with Mixcraft. Yeah. I mean, it it's makes sense. They're pretty simplistic still. Like, well, some of their tracks right. that come out with that are like, they're hits and they're brilliant, but the, like, there's, you can tell by how simple it is that they just, they've almost kept that formula. It's kind of dope, actually. All right, who wants to jump in? Just to, because I mean, yeah, like you, because it's in a like I, I ask it just because it it kind of shows like how the dynamic of everything is sort of like the blend of everyone together it's kind of interesting I started well I always knew that I was going to do something musically because I started playing piano when I was like five and was going down like the concert piano route and then got really bored of that. And so I was like, okay, psych, I'm gonna switch and start doing musical theater. And so I started doing that for a really long time, um, which is how I got into uh, NYU and I got to New York. 
But then as I kind of came here, I realized like, oh, actually, I really want to be a pop star. That's kind of been my dream since I was really young. I know it sounds ridiculous. And I would, would I literally, I shit you not, I would draw little diagrams of like me and my stage plot and like me on my piano and my band. And I would go around panting around my house, acting like I was Lizzie McGuire in the Lizzie McGuire movie. So like that was in me somewhere. <laughs> um, as ridiculous as that is. Um, it's a start. I, I mean, like, it's a pretty good start. I mean, and I hustled and found myself a manager, like, at, like, seven years old. So, anyways, um, I knew that was always going to be a thing, but I feel like once I came to the city is when um, it became more of a realization, and that's kind of when I switched my mindset to really, like, start putting in um, the work and also, like, just soul-searching to kind of understand more of who I am to then be an artist so yeah um the way that i got into like music is kind of interesting it's kind of weird because i mean i hate to use the term i'm this i'm that because i feel like in our time like everyone's so like obsessed with like oh like this person does that one thing that they're good at which is like not the case for for me and a lot of people in this collective um but i've been an actor all my life and that's how I met, actually, that's how I met Savvy's sister, because we went to a performing arts middle and high school. And that's kind of how I met Savvy, too, which was, which was through her. But, um, you know, I've always, you know, I've always loved music, like, since I was a kid, you know, dance around my house. Like, I'm a, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan, so, like, I've always had a connection to, like, wanting to perform and, and being a performer, just because that's, like, what I do all the time. But it wasn't until... I was in 10th grade where I started like dabbling in it, but it was really just me like messing around, writing diss tracks about like classmates of mine's and not like, you know, posting them or anything, but like and as a way of venting. And then I would show close friends and then they'll be like, dude, like this is kind of fire. And then I kept doing that and, you know, dabbling in SoundCloud, messing around with remixes. And then Savvy's sister had sent him stuff that I was playing around with. And then 2020 happened and he texted me talking about, I want you to be in Brooklyn. And then that's how it happened. Yeah. Um, I don't think mine is that long. Uh, I started, I started like two years ago or three years ago, whatever. In um, high school, uh, I was just writing like raps and stuff cause it was just cool um, to do it at um, like during lunch and shit. And uh, I think that it was since I went to LaGuardia High School, um, like it was just everybody just like fucking, I don't know. They was just all talented as fuck. And I was just like, damn, like we're striving to be the best type of niggas. Um, yeah, and if you to- didn't do it, then you're kind of like, you were like left out. Yeah, yeah. You left out if you weren't like the best at your art, you know. Um, and I was a dance major. So like, I was like, fuck, I want to be like the best at every major that's that's like in this school. And um, that eventually like um, turned into just me just making like just music on the side type shit. And I was still like uh, dancing at these like crazy institutions and stuff. And then I noticed like after doing a couple of shows and, and doing like tours and stuff like that um, with these dance companies, it's like, like we would get like applause, but like, I felt like it wasn't enough. Like it, it like it wasn't like a, like it would be like a couple people out, like a lot of people. And it just felt like it wasn't anything that made me like 
get chills like how I watch like Michael Jackson or somebody like perform for like a million trillion people or DMX perform for a million trillion people. Because um, I feel like when I watched those clips, I was like, damn, like these are insane. And um, yeah, so I was just like, yeah, bet. I'll just keep making music. I'll get to that point where I, I can be in front of bigger crowds and yeah. Uh, so it turns out that on Zoom, if you have more than three people, it only goes 40 minutes. So, uh, which actually works out anyway. Um, so I think as a final question, um, and whoever wants to jump in can, why the name Brokeland? Right. Or like, what, <laughs> what, what, like what makes it special, I guess, rather? Um, I'm from Brooklyn and the streets that I live on have the, <laughs> have the two names. I'm not going to say the names of the streets. Nah. <laughs> they have the name in it. And also I thought it was cool because, um, like it was supposed to be a joke as like, like normal, like rappers and shit would name it something stupid, like rich land or something like something that's cap. It's like I look in my pocket, I got like a dollar. It's like I, I'm gonna call it Brokeland. And I remember the first like opinion that I got for it was from my grandma and she was like, Why why would you call it Brokeland? Like like are you broke? And I'm like, Yeah. Like I don't know, I just feel like that appeals to kids because kids are broke as hell. It's like it's like not everybody got got like, you know, shit in their pocket. So it's like it appeals to kids and it's like Brooklyn. <laughs> just what i was going through at the time um still broke but um yeah so. well there's a there's a vibe to it right like i mean it's something where it kind of fits though too because then you can actually create songs and lyrics that sort of like fit around that experience and it's more authentic i guess like right from the start yeah and also um i made it so like people that are in it can just say what they want to say on a record and not like feel like they they're obligated to say anything that is cap like just don't say anything that doesn't appeal to you um like stay in the lane that you're supposed to be in it's also why i started music because i feel like nobody was saying anything that appealed to me for real like like i don't know like no, nobody's really into what i'm into ever well, yeah because so. that's, that's a big part of it right like i mean I don't know, you can kind of tell with like, especially with some of your some of your verses, Trey, that like you're really careful to stay in your lane with where where you're at. Like there's there's a couple parts in your lyrics too where you kinda of like call yourself out in the same verse. It's almost yeah. like, like in the in the like an ironic way. Yeah. Um basically that um okay. I mean, I don't know. I love myself. That's why I always shout myself out on songs and shit. And there's, there's like so many like, um, what do you call it? like metaphors for my name and stuff. So I kind of put it together, like Trayvon Martin. Yeah. And I try not to talk about things that I don't do. I either talk about things that I'm going through or been through or like what I want to be. Yeah, I don't, I don't really cap. I mean, I kind of manifest shit. But this is fucking why And like Oh my god I hate this shit Like niggas expect me Because I'm black they expect me to talk Oh black rights black rights in every song It's like nigga I don't experience that shit bro It's 2022 like 
we ain't slaves no more, bro. Like shit happens, but like, like we're in a position now where we have, I don't want to sound crazy right now, but we have like enough freedoms to go and and make something of ourselves. And like, I don't want to complain about something that's not, that doesn't really apply to me right now. I don't remember the last time I was arrested. I don't remember the last time a cop was mad mean to me unless I hopped the turnstile, which is like, okay, why would you hop the turnstile? Like you, you deserve that type shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't, I just don't want to talk about things that people want me to talk about as a black artist or as an artist in general. Just like, right. and I feel like, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. and I feel like, um, when you do that, it's kind of like, like history repeats itself. If you keep talking about it, it's just going to keep happening. I feel like if you talk about what you want to happen, then it's going to happen for me. And we make music for the kids. So the kids is like, it's, that's how you directly change the future. Like, those are our future presidents. Those are our future rappers. Like, so if we show them what we want the future to be like, there goes future right there. We don't build the whole future. Which is kind of a, like, I, I kind of like that because it almost makes me think of a comparison between like the, like J. Cole versus Kevin Gates, almost in a way where it's like, you can hear like J. Cole, the fact that Dreamville became a thing less than five years after he started rapping versus Kevin Gates, who's made what, a dozen albums? And he's still kind of in the same place. No, he's like he's a just, D-list celebrity to me. Feels like, like you can't make shit that you know is going to appeal, like quote unquote appeal to to a certain audience. You just gotta like make shit that's that's like that applies to you. Yeah, yeah. for everybody else to hear. Yeah, Honestly. it's not. Um, I I love I love racks and I love cars and shit. I'm not gonna talk about cars, nigga. I can't name a car off the top of my head, bro. I can name brands, like, but. I could tell you my top five Paul McCartney songs right now. Like, it's it just like, you just got to like talk about what the fuck you're into, you know, like, just like not what, what works, what quote unquote works. Yeah. And that's a good way to finish it. Um, honestly. So, uh, before you go, uh, I, I've, if everyone's down, just shout, just say where they can follow you on Instagram and We'll leave it there for this podcast. Then you guys can go do more because you have a few. Who's first? That'd be you. I'm first again. I'm first again. All right. Um, Follow me on Instagram at Trader Artist, T-R-E-T-H-E-A-R-T-I-S-T. That's a mouthful. Yeah, Trader Artist. Pause. He said mouthful. Relax, relax. Hey guys, you can follow me um, at Kelly Rodriguez with two Z's. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Malachi Heard. It's like my name right there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's easy. You can find me at 007.rjchase. And then mine is BLKMF Christ. BLK. <laughs> and, uh, and the album is on Spotify. And if is it anywhere else that people should know about? Spotify, Apple Music. There's this cool thing called Anagami. No way. <laughs> um, it's going to be on SoundCloud soon. I don't know why I didn't post it on there yet. So SoundCloud. it's like music and they teach origami is at the same time? Like, yeah, it's weird as hell. I don't know. Deezer. 
I don't know any other title. Rich niggas use title, but yeah, that's that's all. The, yeah, on YouTube much. too. Pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah, everything YouTube too. Sweet. Good luck with the album, and you know, like especially once COVID winds down, like it'll be dope too to get that in front of people and get some shows going where it's more than just like twelve people in a room. Facts. For real. Thank you so much, Kyle. This was so great. Yeah, yeah that's me. I'm stoked. Yeah. That's another episode of uh, The Music Prophet. And yeah, if you're listening, subscribe and follow these people if you want to check out their music, want to check out Brooklyn Volume 1. And so thank you for listening, for everyone who's tuned in for the whole hour, or if you just heard it in your car on the way to somewhere. My name is Kyle Vine, and we'll see you next time.